We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. 100%. I, I did not know what was going on until about halfway through the story. And then it, it like clicked for me, even though they use the actual scientific term, and I'm sure they use the, the cordyceps in the short Discovery Channel special, whatever it was I saw. But when I suddenly have like that, that clicking moment of the damn fungus that took over ants' bodies, that this story finally makes sense for me. Did, do you know what I'm talking about with cordyceps and this vir- this fungus that takes over ant bodies? Yes, only because I played The Last of Us. It's something similar in the video game, in the movie, where this fungus infects and takes over the ants' bodies, and in this case takes over people's and controls them and turns them into kind of zombie mutant things. Okay, so maybe this is more of an interesting first exposure for me since I haven't seen those. But I'll say this. I, I did look up a little bit about the author, trying to educate myself a little bit here. And when you when you find out the author is way more intelligent than you, listen to this. This is her about page. I'm a PhD student in the Geological Science Department of Stanford University. Previously, because <laughs> that wasn't enough, I studied evolutionary and orgasmic biology and astrophysics at Harvard University. I'm also a science fiction writer. <laughs> just to, just for fun, you know, because yeah. I'm not busy I was, enough. <laughs> I was bored after my, you know, PhD. PhD. I thought I'd just write a book real quick. So <laughs> That's so, awesome. Okay, so, so you bring up a good point. This is, it sounds to me like a story you've kind of heard before with funguses taking over. We get the backstory kind of slowly evolved to us i would love to have dived into this a little bit more i would have loved to have had more in general honestly more time with this main character what her thoughts were more time with the background because it sounds like they crash landed and there's this, this like experiment where the main character like bleh, like spits out this thing it's not really explained unfortunately but then also the colonies the colonists their bodies start getting taken over by this this fungus right Real quick, interesting, you said her as the main character. It's a girl? Yeah. Well, the epigraph, it says her species, right? So when okay. I would assume. Yeah. I guess I missed that part. Uh, again, I was I was diving into this, and I feel like I had a fish-out-of-water story. I had no context. I was very lost, and then kind of like you, halfway through, it kind of clicked of what's going on. I'm like... Okay, I understand this, I get this, but it's set in a very different sci-fi universe of what is happening, and I, I did. I wanted more, because it's a very interesting world or universe, but it doesn't give you the meat and potatoes. It, it kind of dances around of what's happening until you really get close to the end, and mm-hmm. I feel like I, it lost me a little bit there in the beginning, and so I, I missed that piece, so thank mm. you. Let's jump forward to the first interesting thing to me, which is when she meets this Aranko, Aranko, like male colonist, 
who's going through this transformation, right? With his three jointed limb or whatever, his body's going through the fruiting thing. And she remembers that, that, that she, that he bit her when she was leaving Apogee, which again, a little bit of an ironic name there, Apogee being like the farthest out point, like almost like this is like their tower of Babel, almost in a sense. The, the, the man, he's going through this death and he still tries to hold on to his dignity, right? And the main character, the narrator, she refuses to show remorse for him. And I wanted more of this, right? Because it's kind of freaky to think about this cordyceps. If you didn't know, it's like this fungus that infects an ant's body. It starts controlling their motions where literally there's like two weeks or so that they're, they're, they're infected and walking around this ant colony like nothing's wrong. And all of a sudden the fungus starts having like these communications that causes the ant to leave crawl up like a small like little tree clamp down onto the underside vein of like a, a leaf and then die by just staying there and then the fungus starts to like sprout out the back of your body like super terrifying right but to to know this fungus is taking over and for Aranko to kind of express that that how does he die with dignity was was something i wanted more of i felt like from this writing the interaction between these two is very peculiar because Aranko is, you learn, infected and he's going to die. And Inuyama, and I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, is immune to it somehow. And you start to get to this inkling that she's not naturally immune, but she's been altered. She's been genetically changed. Um, and I, I thought, oh, that's really cool. I want to know more about that. I want to know more about the science of this. And to your point of him uh, kind of dying with dignity, do you think that he did that in spite of her or because of her and their interaction and their friendship? When you say that, what do you mean by he did that? Uh, the way he said that he was going to like basically go off and, and die alone uh, and he was okay with her not helping him. Well, what was revealed right before that was kind of that backstory, how he bit her, right? And it makes me think about those ants, how they like do the death clamp. Like they don't know what they're doing. They're just forced to take these actions. And it's almost like they're forced to live out their final moments being disconnected from the colony, right? Disconnected from their own body that they can't control. Disconnected from everything like that they they love. Like they're forced to go to a specific humidity and climate and temperature. It's, it's incredibly accurate how well this fungus controls you. So for Aranko to have bit his friend like this, and now also going off alone, exactly like the ants do when they go to die, like I can't imagine how alone he feels. So for me, he doesn't have that choice. He doesn't get to choose. He's forced to live or to die the way that that this fungus is forcing him to become like this, this zombie-like creature. He didn't even get a choice in it. Right. So he's just trying to hold on to whatever past he once had almost. And Yama got a choice, though. She could have eased his pain. She could have killed him. She could have invited him along. But the the quest mattered more. And that's what was very like, huh, OK, so she kind of lost a little bit of her humanity here. Uh, is it because she is mad at him for biting her, even though it doesn't matter because she's basically a superhuman now, but she's not human. She doesn't care about him anymore. He doesn't matter. All that matters is the quest. 
is retrieving Mariah because she is it because Mariah is viewed as the self replicating baby. I looked up the word and I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying that word on the video, (laughs) but, but when you can reproduce without a mate, right? Because another thing that was brought up earlier was that, um, uh, the principle, the principle, the, no, uh, Fermi paradox, right? The, the great gate, I think they called it is another word that's kind of used in the same space, but it's like, why if, if, if these, if things evolve, shouldn't something have evolved that can do space travel and have reached here? Right. And one of the things that allow genetic diversity is reproduction with mates. Right. Because the theory is, is that provides greater mutations, greater advancements. And that's what potentially allow um, before the calamity that destroys cultures, that destroys species, that opening line of this, that it allows us to move forward faster. And she views herself and her child as the future, but her child didn't come about that way. Right. It was a self-produced child because of this because of this experiment. So a couple of things to discuss here is Mario the savior because I thought she was the scientist that altered the DNA has she changed her own DNA and that kind of leads back to your religious point I, I think that you were making kind of earlier is she the savior she is having a child without a father which could be lead to a Christ-like figure that's going to save humanity it, the miraculous it, it, virgin. Yeah. Yeah. The miraculous virgin having, you know, the, the baby. But I feel like not only is it the quest, but it's the quest to find the savior or save the savior to have another savior. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. So Inyama is the, the lady on the quest and she's the one that injected herself with the serum out came of her mouth, Mariah, the miraculous birth. Right. And she's on the search for Mariah. Let's put it this way. When she went to, okay, so he dies and she goes off to hope, right? Which is, which is apparently beyond ha, ha, apogee. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> a new hope, not a new hope, a hope. Uh, oh, um, new hope. See what you did there. Did you notice anything about what she stumbles upon, upon arriving at hope? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I got you, boo-boo. I got you. Okay. So, so first of all, we have this this frame that these things are literally being hung against and they're, they're, they're hung out to die. They're hang They're being hanged essentially in a sense and out from behind a rock gets pushed come these creatures, right? If I, instead of using the word hanged, which is probably not the right word, but I'm trying to avoid this specific word. If I instead use the, it starts with a C, you know it, don't you? You know what I'm going. <laughs> okay. Yep. These things were crucified. Yeah. Right. And Jesus, after being crucified, if we're talking about miraculous birth, miraculous virgin, was put into the cave and shut up for three days before coming out alive again. Right. So out come the colonists with what? A spear. And if you remember, when Jesus was crucified, they stuck the spear spear into the side to make sure that he was dead. Love it. Wow. You, You took this whole religion thing all the way. Well, I, I don't know if it was intended, but I mean, look how many things there are along the way here. And even, even um, I think at this point it started to rain, right? So if we're going to take the baptism, if we're talking about new birth, the new savior, the new future of our race and our community, oh my gosh, baptism's clean, clean, cleansing away the old ways of life. And doesn't she fight three men 
in the battle. Yeah, there's or the well, three men encircle her. They, they, it says they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They they formed. Um, well, it starts four, right? She kills one, and then it says they formed a triptych around her. Which a triptych again doesn't have to be religious, but you do have the three Threes. panels, Come which on. is typically used in religious uh, symbology, s- symbolism, and such. Yeah, Tolstoy would be screaming from his grave. Triple means religion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, let's 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 take it this way. Let's back off the religion thing here for a second. Is there still the cordyceps conversation as well? Right? Because I think I think this is a layered writing because in the same way that when when ants get injured or die in a colony, if you didn't know this, the ants will literally pick up that dead body and just walk off with it and dump the body far away from the colony. Like you don't want the disease. You don't want the, un, like even like the, the antenna, like you don't, yeah. yeah, you don't want, you don't want to be dirty. They clean themselves frequently. And that's the same thing that they do in this, right? You have the dead, right? The, when you're becoming zombies or whatever, they crucify them, they, they get cleansed and then they take the body away in the same way the ants take away the dead bodies away from the colony and dump them in this ditch far away that you have a little bit of that conversation still too. So I guess this kind of brings me to the highlight of the story for me is when she finally gets to the action, uh, the the fight scene. I thought it was done very well. I thought it was written very well. I could picture it in my mind of all the cool fights and stuff. And uh, she obviously is enhanced and a little bit overpowered. And I, I thought that was that was pretty good. I, I felt like that for me, not looking at it analytically, that's probably going to be the highlight of the story. Uh, for possibly many people, at least it, it was me. With our discussion, I realized how good that the story has many layers, uh, but I think that you have to kind of tease those out, and a conversation is going to help that. Yeah, I think the ending helps solidify, because the whole time when I was reading this, the the scene about her with Mario taking the serum, it wasn't clear to me that she was transformed, Right. And it's when she comes to fight the old men, I say old, the the decrepit men might be better terminology because they, they don't stand a chance against her, right? She's evolved. She's the future, which I didn't really know. Oh, yeah, know. she destroys them. Yeah, I didn't fully understand it really until the end here. And that's when, you know, her body turns to water. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's straight up transformed, right? She is definitely not human anymore as opposed to the men that failed to see the future to, to move past that great filter. Oh, that's the term I was looking for earlier. Great filter, right? They couldn't evolve past that, that stopping block. And if you can't do that, that one of the theories in terms of the great pair, uh, the, the paradox, Fermi paradox and this great filter is that if you can't evolve fast enough and you can't evolve past this filter where your species completely dies out, that's just the end of your story. Right. And that could explain <laughs> like why we don't bird. reach. Well, yeah, but that's why the dodo birds never evolved into something that invented space travel and, and being able to go out to other planets. Right. There's something yeah. about if it's so likely that things evolve and change and, and go towards this this type of a future. Why doesn't it happen? Why can't we find other forms of life? And that's what these men are failing to do. Right. As opposed to her, who's embracing change, embracing the serum and protecting the future with Mariah, the, the child, if we call it that. Yeah, it was a good story. I enjoyed it overall. Pretty cool. Uh, lots of discussion there. Lots of different layers. We do want to thank Star for recommending this as our Patreon story for February. You guys know what to do. That YouTube algorithm is hungry. So feed it some likes and subscribes. We'd certainly appreciate it. My name is Benuna. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Let us know what other stories you'd like to see us read next. Peace. Peace. <laughs>